Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Alexis. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Um, if you're a returning listener, thanks for keeping up with us. Katie is actually not feeling well today, so um, I will be here. And I actually have a very special guest on the show. Her name is Whitney Harris. Um, I've known her for a long time now. Um, we met in college through a mutual friend, and um, she's here to share her testimony on how the Lord has just really turned her life around complete 180 and um, just saved her from a life of uh, drugs and emptiness and just complete depravity. And I'm so excited to have her on the show. Um, like I said, I've known her for a long time, probably met you around like 2010, I would say, um, when we were both just I would say backslidden um, in our relationship with the Lord. And um, I've talked pretty openly on the show about um, just walking away from the Lord um, when I was in college and, you know, um, just getting more into like partying and things like that. So we have her on the show today. So you're not only stuck with me. Um, so we're really excited. So this is Whitney. Um, and go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're doing right now. Um, and then we'll get into your testimony. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here. And um, yeah, God has, like you said, just delivered me from so much darkness, some heavy chains of addiction. And I'm excited to um, share what he's done and the power that he has to change lives. Um, now, right now, I'm going to school. I'm going to uh, Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. I'm in my fourth year of nursing school, and um, yeah, I've experienced a miracle. It's it's all by God's grace that I'm here today. So that's awesome. And you've been sober for four years or longer now? Yes, for four years now. That's yeah. awesome. So four years ago, I was reading on your Instagram. You walked into a rehab center. Um, and just kind of tell us about that experience, where you were at. I know you're really at the end of your rope there. Um, kind of how did you end up there, I guess? Yeah, so um, things got so, so bad in my life. Um, kind of to backtrack a little from when I was growing up, um, I was raised in a Christian home. Um, my parents, they were uh, really adamant about us going to the church every Sunday, always praying. They really, they were really good examples of like true Christians. Um, but from a young age, I really didn't want anything to do with it. I thought that religion, it, it looked very uh, like there were so many rules and so many restrictions. We couldn't do this. We couldn't drink. We couldn't smoke. We couldn't hang out with these people. Um, and yeah, yeah. From a young age, I just didn't, I, I didn't want that. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And um, it, it was really this desire for freedom. I wanted to be free. And Christianity yeah. was like rules, all rules. And um, so I started, um, it started with some, um, a very, I was very depressed from a young age, dealt with a lot of depression. And I realized that when I would go and um, party with my friends, it would kind of lift that. And I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm not feeling these depression anymore. And um, it kind of just, it was just a mask. It masked the depression and 18 drinking, smoking, uh, smoking weed. And then it just, it started going into bars, clubs in Orange County um, and just living that life and um, just filling myself with so much so much alcohol and so much drugs and um it started getting even worse uh prescription pills came into the picture 
somebody introduced them to me. And then um, from there, that same person that introduced that to me, I started using meth with that person. And I was 18 years old. So um, meth was a heavy, heavy addiction. And it, it was so addictive. And um, so this freedom that I wanted as a child, I, I slowly became enslaved to these drugs and all this sin in my life. Um, yeah. so, so I was now just a slave to sin and just, um, I had to get high every single day and 18 to 25 years old. I, then I started using heroin shortly after meth. Um, so that just kind of opened up this whole world of, uh, just really just serving Satan, uh, far from God, not wanting anything to do with God, just feeling the desires of my flesh, just trying to please my, myself and, and find ways of getting high every day. And so um, it became so dark and so empty and I felt like I was dead. There was times like I, I was like, I'm just dead. I feel like I'm going to die. And it was yeah. just so cold, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and so um, around 25 years old, God started pursuing my life. And um, it started with me going to a Christian rehab, and that was Team Challenge in um, Santa Cruz. And um, I just was like, I need to get clean. You know, I can't do this any longer. Um, and so I went into this Christian rehab, and and I was surrounded by these Christian women. And um, you could tell they came from prison. They, they were addicts. But they had so much joy and I was looking at them and they had so much love and they kept coming to my bed when I was sick and they were like, do you need anything? Do you need anything? Um, and I'm like, why do these people love me? Like, they don't even know me, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and I remember looking at them and I was, and I knew by looking at them, I knew Jesus was real. And I said, Jesus has to be real because of, I saw him in, in these women you know yeah. they don't look like the world anyone that has christ living in them we look different um and so that was a huge revelation in that um rehab i knew jesus was real but i wasn't ready to let go so i ended up leaving to go get high and i said i need to go i need to go i'm not i'm not done with this life of getting high i just and i wasn't done and so um i left the rehab and then for the next year of my life, I went up the state of California. I went all the way to Humboldt County, just going to detoxes, leaving. Um, just I was I was controlled. I felt like I was controlled by these drugs, and um, just uh, they were chains. And um, I I knew I was like, there's no way I'm ever getting out of this lifestyle. It's, I've gone too far. It's too too deep now. I'm like I'm I'm gonna die a drug addict. That's what I thought. Um, and so it got so bad. I was doing everything for drugs. I was sleeping outside. I was sleeping in hotels. I became homeless. I started prostituting because I had no other way to get drugs. And, um, and I just, I was walking through death and I knew it. And, um, and I just felt like there was no hope. And so um, it was so bad up in Northern California that a family friend, he said, I'm going to get you a Greyhound bus ticket and you can go to this rehab in San Francisco. 
And um, that's when I was like, you know, things are getting so bad and so dark um, with the prostitution. And I, I said, I need to get on that bus and then leave. And so I got on the bus and we uh, stopped at like a McDonald's and then everyone got off. And then um, I got off too and I was in McDonald's. And then when I walked outside, the bus had left. It left me there and it had all my stuff. And I oh, was, gosh. yeah, man, I was crying. I was, um, I was scared. I was frustrated. I was like, where am I at? Like, I'm just trying to get to this rehab, you know? Yeah. And I was, I didn't know what to do. I was in a County. I didn't even know where I was at. And so I walked to this nearest Walmart and I approached this man. He was older. He had like white hair. And, um, I just approached him and I said, sir, can you please help me? I'm, lost i don't i don't know where i'm at and i'm just trying to get to this rehab um i'm trying to get clean and this bus just left me and he just looked down at his phone and he just said um he said yeah i'll i'll help you i'll give you a ride and i said really and he said yes and so i got into this truck with this man and he started driving me down south to san francisco and for three hours he only talked about jesus and he kept talking about Jesus. And I was like sitting there and I was just blown away. I was like, I was like, so you know Jesus is real? And he said, Yes, Jesus is real. I've known God um, for 40 years. Um, my my grandkids are in Awanas or you know, my kids are in this ministry. And I was like, wow, and that was a huge like there was a seed planted in my life and God kept watering yeah. it, kept pursuing yeah. me. And that was one of his pursuits. And um and so that man was a servant of God that day. And he drove me three hours to San Francisco. And then he drove three hours back home. And I was like, wow. man, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I, I got into this rehab. It was a co-ed rehab in San Francisco. And at this point, I'm like, I'm done. I want to be done with these drugs. And, um, and, and, these, you know, I had the encounter with Jesus in the first rehab. This man, yeah. he, he was kind of confirming it because I think I had like disbelief. I had some disbelief and he was confirming it saying, yeah, Jesus is real. And so hearing it come from someone else, I was like, maybe, yeah. maybe this is all real, you know? And, yeah. um, and so I, uh, I got into the rehab um, and I made it 30 days and that was the longest I've been in, you know, since I was like 16 years old, just 30 days clean. And, um, and I was doing it kind of in my own strength still. Um, and about five to six weeks into that rehab, I felt as though I was pregnant and I was like, man, I think I'm pregnant. Um, and so, I ended up that day thinking that I was like, I need to go get a pregnancy test. I need to go and see. And so I went downtown, I got a pregnancy test and I went into a Starbucks and I took the test in the Starbucks bathroom and I walked outside and the, the test said I was pregnant. And at that moment, I was so scared. I, all this fear came over me. And there, I had no hope. And I said, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm in a state funded rehab. I have no money. I'm homeless. I'm a drug addict. I'm addicted to meth and heroin. And now I'm pregnant and I don't even know the dad. And, um, 
I was just done, Alexis. I was done. I was like, I can't go on any longer. Like that was my rock bottom. And, and all I knew to do, I just, I said, God, please help me. Can you please help me? And I was crying and I just, I cried out to him like a deep cry. I cried out to him and he answered me and he said, come with me and you will never have to go back to this life again. And I sat there and I knew it was the voice of God. I knew it was him calling me into his family. And I sat there and I said, I was like, man, I think I'm going to, I'm going to leave all this right now and follow Jesus with everything I have. And I meant it. I was going to leave everything, the cigarettes, the friends, everything. I said, I'm going to leave it all and follow Jesus. I don't know what this looks like, but I'm going to do it. And that day he had so much mercy on me because my sins are so heavy. They're so great. And he just, in his great love and mercy, he saved me that day. And I walked away a changed woman. Um, I was born again. The Holy Spirit came into me that day and I started changing and everything started changing from that moment on. That's awesome. And when you're in a state funded um, facility, how long can you stay? Is it until you're sober? How does that work? And then where did you go after you finished that program and after you found out you were pregnant? Yeah. So state funded um, rehabs, they all vary. There are some that are 90 days. A very popular one is 90 days. I think six months you can get to. um, Some offer a year. I know Team Challenge offers a year. Um, Wow. But they do provide a a way of um, being clean. Like I, yeah. I highly recommend if yeah if, if anyone's on hard drugs, they that they um, go through a program, and um, it's just it's just necessary, really. Um, yeah, yes. definitely. And so, nice. um, so after I found out um, that I was pregnant, then. Um, God placed on my heart to place this baby in adoption because of my circumstances. And I didn't really know the dad. He was also in, uh, in that rehab. He had just gotten out of prison and, um, he did not want the baby. He wanted me to have an abortion. And I said, I don't know if I can do that. Um, so I only conversed with him a few times. I still don't really know who he is. Um, and, but I did tell him about Jesus. I said, dude, something's going on and Jesus is real and I'm changing. Yeah. I was changing yeah. radically, you know? Yeah. Um, but he didn't really accept the gospel, but um, he did agree that I could place the baby in adoption. And so, um, yeah. And so I started um, pursuing adoption and I was led to a agency in North Carolina, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. And so, yes. And so God opened the way and just, he opened doors for me and I flew out to, um, North Carolina. I was five months pregnant and, um, yeah, he just provided everything I ever needed. Every step of the way he provided it all. I've never gone without. And, um, and so I lived with this family in this church that I didn't know. And they just shared the love of Jesus with me. They, I was just like, blown away you know like jesus loves me like it was huge you know you know so um um i was led to the the most beautiful couple um 
that to raise uh, the son, my son, and um, they just are just so, they just loved me. They love me like Jesus does. And um, I, it's an open adoption. So I see them every few months. I'm always That's talking. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really beautiful thing. And God has just blessed us tremendously. I've been able to see my son grow. His name's Maverick and he's going to be four years old pretty soon. And so um, it's just been a huge, incredible blessing and a miracle. And, um, and yeah. God has truly done it all. That is so awesome. And it is amazing to see like in all the bad and all the chaos that, you know, God still can create something beautiful like your son. Like, I think that's such a great reminder that even though you went through some of the most horrendous, horrible things that anyone could go through, like God was so consistent and persistent through it all. And he just needed you to reach your hand out. And then in the end, you still are so blessed to have a beautiful son, you know, that you get to have a relationship with. And um, when I was going through your Instagram, one of the pictures that I chose for like your episode was the one of you and your son and like how that's just such a beautiful picture of just God really saving you. And then, and that being the product of like, it's kind of just like the rainbow moment, you know, in your life is, is your son. And I love that you guys have um, just an open adoption. So you do get to have a relationship with them and a relationship with that family is amazing. Um, I do have a question. So as you've been going through this process and being sober for the last four years, do you still struggle with addiction? What does that look like for you um, when you feel like you're struggling or if you do at all? Um, or is that something that the Lord has just completely removed from your life? Because I do hear that a lot from people. Yeah. So life after addiction, um, I've really found my new addiction in Jesus and, yeah. and um he like I do not have a desire to do meth, heroin, cigarettes, alcohol. Still, kind of lingered for a few years. Yeah. I was still yeah. like, man, I still kind of want to drink. And then mm -hmm. I drink. I drank. I had a drink, and then I realized I cannot drink. I'm gonna mm. have to be one of those people that because I'm an alcoholic. So I said I cannot yeah. drink, not, not even one in a social setting. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it, with with trial and error, but um really God has taken away all my heavy addictions. I think there's always going to be some things in our lives that um, it's our flesh. You know, we want um, yeah. our fleshly desires. Those are always there, but it's the addictions that only he has the power to, to remove. And my, yeah. those desires have now changed. I now yeah. desire him and his kingdom and what he's doing. And I have found so much, so much peace. I have peace with God now and I've yeah. found what truly satisfies. I think all my life I was looking for what, yeah. what was that and I found that in Christ. That is awesome. Yeah. And I like, we do have this, you know, people always say like that God shaped hole in your heart where you're going to pursue everything in this world because the world is so shiny and it same makes it look so pretty and like, Oh yeah. Like it's just partying or it's just sex or it's just, you know, whatever it is. And, and you think like, Oh yeah, temporarily, like in that moment, sure. Like it might've, you know, made you happy or, or, you know, distracted you from what like the true thing that you're missing, which is the Lord. And, and I think so many of us 
you know, we try to just pack in so much into our lives that we forget, like the only thing that will satisfy this, this craving that we have is really just the Lord. And like, it seems so simple, but it's true. It's like all of us are searching, like we're searching for something in this life. And the only thing that can satisfy that search is the Lord. And I think like, it is amazing that he has delivered you from addiction. Some of the hardest drugs that people don't get off of, you know, like that people do die from, like, you know, and I, I do know that the Lord has just had his hand over your life, um, and always has been there for you. Um, and it's just amazing. Just like, I loved the story you shared when you were, um, when you got left and then in Walmart, you met like out of all the people that you could have asked for a ride and help. It's like, this was the one that the Lord placed in your life to just really keep watering that seed. And you needed that. You needed that encouragement to keep going, just to know, like the Lord just like confirms in such small ways that are so big at the same time. Um, and so that was really like, just awesome to hear that story. Cause out of all, I, in my mind, I was just thinking, I was like, out of all the people that she could have asked, it was that man who was safe for one thing. Um, but also who was just a believer and who just poured into you. And, and I'm sure the Lord spoke to him like right there, telling him where to be at that exact moment and, and for you guys to meet and that to transpire. So that is amazing. Um, I love it. Um, as the Lord has restored you and restored your spirit. Do you still struggle with just lies from Satan saying that you're not good enough or that you can't, you know, grow from your past or anything like that? Are there any struggles that you have right now um, or that you were dealing with as you've kind of been on this journey? Yes, for sure. Um, yes, Satan has, yeah, he will speak to us. So he wants to tear us down and speak lies to us. And I really have found some really good ways to combat spiritual warfare. Um, and and it's when I realized what God said about me, that my identity is in Him, that I have an inheritance with Him, that I've been adopted into His family. When I stand on those truths in my mind, the lies are very obvious. You know, He'll say, you know, oh, um, you know, everyone views you this way everyone's looking at you like this because you've been through that and you've said that and um but it's so completely opposite about about what god says about us when we become his children um and so with with knowing his truth that is for me the first thing i needed to combat the lies of the enemy um and then um and then the second thing i really really have um started doing is just praising the Lord. When when the enemy is going to come, he's going to come, but we must just praise and proclaim the goodness of God, the truths of God, um, because that just, that just, when the enemy hears us praising him, he flees. He can't stand it. And so that has really helped me in my walk. And, um, and yeah, so I, I do, and I just pray and prayer will get you out of any, um, any ways of the enemy, the prayer will get you out of it too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's really great. Um, so you're at Liberty university, you're studying nursing. How has that experience been for you there at a Christian university? Um, I know it's a whole different experience than compared to going to, um, a secular university. So how has that been for you? Yes, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. I remember one of my prayers in rehab, 
I didn't know God, but I just said, God, please surround me with Christians because in the secular rehab, there was a lot going on there. There was a lot of yelling, a lot of um, cussing, a lot of smoking. And I was just like, I just met Jesus. And I was like, I just want to be around people that know you. And so that was my prayer in rehab. And he answered that prayer to the fullest. And then I'm sitting at convocation where thousands of students come and we just worship every Wednesday and there's a speaker and I'm like surrounded by Christians and I'm like, man, God, you answer prayer and you answer it to the fullest. Like we, we think we want, um, like we're praying for this small thing, but he does immeasurably more and he answers it way bigger. So now I am at a Christian university and, um, it's just been amazing to see where people are at in their walks. And, um, sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I, I did it, you know, in that way. I wish I was 20 years old at a Christian college. But then again, I don't take back anything that's happened to me because I know the depths of Jesus's love because of what I've seen in my life. And I know I know it in a very deep way. Um, but it's been a good experience. The teachers, the professors there, they're also welcoming of me. They know my testimony. They have showed so much grace to me. Like, I'm like, I yes. feel like so undeserving of this life and getting led into their nursing program. It's a pretty hard program to get into. Um, and they, they let me in and they have shown me the grace of God. And, um, I just praise him for it, for everything that he's done. Oh, that is so awesome. Yeah. God is so faithful. Um, and he, he, it's the thing that's so crazy that blows my mind when I think about the Lord is that he requires like so little, of us like he's like just follow me follow my commandments trust me like you know it's very you know and believe that i am who i say i am you know and it's so it's so simple and that's like the beauty of the lord because he's like i will take care of you but i just need these few things from you and it's really great um just to see like where the lord has taken you um just you know over the years and just you know truly freeing you the freedom that you were pursuing in the world God gave that to you through him and, and bringing you back to the things that you rejected at such an early age that you didn't want, you know? And, and, and I think like a lot of people who grow up in the church and grow up around a lot of like religion, I think there is a little part of us that, that sometimes wants to push back on that and like, well, I've only known this life. So how do I know that I don't like, like the worldly things? It's kind of that like Adam and Eve moment in your life where you have to decide to be faithful or you want to go into the world. And then when we do go into the world, then we realize like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was, you know, and it, it is very evil. It, it, it is going to leave you empty and broken. And, you know, I think like your testimony really shows like the beauty of how faithful God is to us, even though we have a tendency just to be unfaithful and God still shows us mercy and still loves us despite all of our sin and our evilness really that we have inside of us. And it's, it's a really beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Um, as we wrap up, what is one message that you want people to hear from you today? They don't take away anything else from this entire episode. What is one thing that you really want um, people to hear? Um, I would say, I would say I would want people to know that there is hope 
that there is no situation that is too dark. There is no one that is too far gone from Jesus's love. Um, he pursues, he wants, he wants everyone to be saved. And um, I would just really, I would, that's pretty much what I would emphasize is that I have seen, I have truly gone from death to life and um, things I never believed. The, all this about religion is very true. And um, Jesus, in his great love, died a very, very brutal death as a criminal when he did no crimes, all to bring us to closer to him, to reconcile us to God. Um, and I would just want people to, um, to know that and to know that he is, he is a God of love, a God of mercy. Like you said, a God who is so faithful to us. And like you said earlier, he just wants a little bit, just requires, you know, just us to want him to open our hearts to him, to turn towards him and he can do great and mighty things. And I'm a testimony, I'm a witness to his redeeming power, his restoring power. Um, he will tr truly change your entire life um, if you just seek him. And um, he is so, so ready and just knocking, just waiting at the door, knocking, um, ready to come into your heart and change everything. Mm, I love it. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Freedom Podcast. This was Whitney Harris on the episode with us. I hope you guys enjoy. Talk to you later. Bye.